I struggle with sort of net zero sustainability because that, that just means nothing and it means doing little impact. What I really want to work in is a, a sector that's doing something good, that's making a positive impact on the world, that's restoring the environment, that's sort of sequestering carbon, capturing carbon in our buildings, that is uh, providing good homes and good play spaces, workspaces that, that enrich people's lives. Hello everyone and welcome to FutureX, a podcast by Martin Hearn, Event Director, FutureBuild and co-host Dr Oliver Jones, Research Director, Rider Architecture. FutureX will bring together some of the brightest minds and some of the most disruptive thinkers and innovators to transform the construction industry and build a FutureX community of like-minded people that can begin to make a real change. We really hope you enjoy the series. Hello and welcome to FutureX. I'm Martin Hearn, Event Director at FutureBuild, and once again I'm joined by my co-host, Dr Oliver Jones at Rider Architecture. Now, Oliver, we've got two of ACAN on this week. We've got James Rickson, um, who's an architect at Rickson Architecture, and Sam Turner, who's at um, Agile Homes and Resilient Works. Absolutely have, and, you know, picking up on, on just what I'm looking forward to hearing from these guys, they're so positive. You know, they're they did the bar takeover at Future Build 2022. The energy was insane. You know, the they the crowds that those guys from ACAM were drawing was fantastic. And I'm just really pleased to be able to talk to them because for me, they're a really good example of positive activism. And there's a lot of activism going on at the minute. I'm definitely going to talk to them about this. Uh, but ACAN is a it's just an insanely positive network where there's some great work coming out of and for a very long time. They've been um, entirely based on individual voluntary time and, and a collective and a community getting together. And I find that idea of um, self-organizing social groups and systems absolutely fascinating. So can't wait to speak to these guys. Absolutely. And I think it's a big film theme in the environment as well. We're seeing these groups absolutely explode in membership. You know, if you think ACAM was only established two years ago and it's gone from you know, small pub meetings now to thousands online um, attending their events. And it was a great honour for me personally, actually, to host them at Future Build and really give them that platform. And boy, did they do an amazing presence. Um, they took over our bar. And what I would say is individuals, and I, and I think we'll hear this from James and Sam, there are really people that you know, walk the talk as well. They left us with just one pint of rubbish from their build and they, they had over 400 meters of space at the show as well so um, pretty phenomenal i think it's you pick up on something really interesting there martin I, you know and it probably all kicked off with extinction rebellion really in the the activism sort of movement but it definitely highlights for me it's something i'm i'm keen to bring up with the guys when we talk to them as well highlights for me this where where's it all coming from where's all the energy coming from i i totally get it i buy into everything that, that they're about and and love to contribute to that movement the but is it due to a vacuum in leadership you know what what what's happened within our sector other than the fact that there's this impending ever-present climate emergency that we have to address what's happened in the sector for that's meaning that we're galvanizing so many smaller groups or now not so small groups 
of activists and professionals and, and people. I think it, it, it's such an interesting scene out there right now. And it does really make you question, you know, what, what is happening with those professional bodies and, 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 and who, is, who is leading the way now? Yeah, and I, and I think we're seeing the real leadership. And I think the leadership actually at the moment in the built environment is coming from that younger generation. It's coming from the disruptors. It's coming from, you know, the generation really that are being brought up on this ethics, you know, and that that wholehearted desire to do the right thing. And I think, you know, you see that in Architects to Clare, you see that in Letty, you know, we're now seeing that in ACAN as well. Um, we worked as well with Zero um, Construct um, that have a Zero Next Gen um, arm to it as well. And, you know, we're seeing real change um, coming um, from this collective action. Oh, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to having a chat with these guys. So should we dive in and just start the chat? Absolutely. Let's get them on. Hey, Sam, James, thanks for joining us. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to see you again after Future Build. One of the things I really wanted to sort of kick us off with, because um, our audience will be able to see this, but you're clearly joining us from such a fantastic location, Sam, um, as is James, so we'll not, uh, we'll not rub it in too much. But, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Sam, you're joining us from a narrowboat in Bethnal Green, I believe. That's right, yeah. That's my and, home. And J James, James from Peckham, mate. Yeah, I mean, in a... In a nice office in Peckham I think but not as cool as Narrowboat in Bethnal Green yes I, I think it's that. safe to say that along with along with me and Martin and yourself the rest of the audience and the listeners will be gloriously envious of, of Sam's Narrowboat on Bethnal Green the let's let's dive into you guys and your history and, and how you got to where you are today it would just be really good if we start with Sam maybe you know what, Sam? What did you study? Where did you come from? Where do your passions lie? And 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 how did you end up working with the Climate Action Network? Rocky, where to start? Um, I well, I'm an architect. <laughs> I studied at uh, Kingston University and then London Met, and uh, and then went back to Kingston for my part three. Um, I've been working in the industry for oh god can't work out how many years now <laughs> i think i started in an office in 2012 so uh, i've been working variously in many different sort of various practices on different scales of projects and uh i guess where i sort of found myself in climate activism was uh, i'd always been trying to do more sustainable design trying like hard to to work responsibly um, but then when the IPCC 1.5 degree report comes out and you started to see the impact that architecture and, and the built environment has on the world, I was really thinking, like, it just isn't enough, is it? Um, and remember being handed a flyer for Extinction Rebellion and, and walking around the, the protests and then sort of going back to work and designing bits of airport and a huge concrete air traffic control tower and uh, that just didn't really align so I needed to find somewhere to put my professional responsibility and my uh, the skills that I had into some kind of more active role and I kind of figured that wasn't getting arrested for sitting in the road um, so where else could I how else could I sort of do something useful and and that's when I met the ACAN group. They 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 went along to the launch party, and uh, the, the first architects assembly, and had a great time. And and so I remember walking up to Lauren and saying, "How can I get more involved?" 
and the next week I was hosting the coordinators at my office. Uh, we <laughs> we had our next coordinators meeting there, and and suddenly I was sucked into this vortex, and I, I'm uh, I haven't been able to escape it yet. <laughs> so, and it, it's it's built this incredible network, this amazing a group of people around me that I can rely on and work with to to do some really exciting things and it's fundamentally changed what I do uh, it's given me the confidence to to give up <laughs> some of the work that I was doing previously uh, and work for for new new companies set up my own company and work for new companies that are doing so much more interesting and more exciting things that's super powerful Sam it sounds like it's been a, a, a bit of a roller coaster ride hmm yeah, of course. So life is, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, um, so uh, James, do you want to give us a rundown of uh, of, of your potted history, pal? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, and again, where to? Yeah, <laughs> similar as where where to start on that. Um, so I guess yeah, I'm my name is uh, James Ricks, and I'm run a, own a small um, architecture uh, practice now in in Peckham. Um, we've been here for a couple of years now. Um, and I think, how did I get? How did I get to this point? It's similar, so born out of born out of frustration, I think, with the way that I had been working. Um, worked for a number of practices, um, mainly in and around residential, but worked um, on 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 smaller projects and on um, projects for housing associations. So that 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 kind of work, and you know, it was very much looking at how um, sustainability was still a tick box exercise and, very, and, and something that was quite easy to cut out of, um, also cut out of projects as well. So very um, similar gripes. And I think for me, I left, whilst I studied at um, Nottingham University for so part two. Um, and when, when I left that in 2011, well, I think well, sorry, during that, um, that was a time of um, eco homes and I left, now I left university thinking this is great, you know, um, that you know this, the system, the regulations is set up. We're going to be having zero carbon homes pretty soon. It's not actually something I need to bother about in terms of upskilling or learning because we're all going to have to do it. Um, you know, same way me. You know, every other regulation don't necessarily need to specialise in it because it's that general that everyone's going to do it, and then. You know, cue the cutting of the red tape, and then and and the sort of the, the going back on on standards. It was you know eight, eight years or so later, and it's still still waiting, and it's still something that's going to happen. And um, uh, it, it, the industry is going to catch up, and the regulations are going are going to change. And we're still in this. I mean, we're, and we're still in this situation now. That they're never quite you know as ambitious. So I think it's born out of frustration of that. I looked um, looking for, you know. What, what else can what else can I do? Um, and since then, I've been I've been upskilling, working up our, our practice, so you know, the particular types of job that we do, and then coming across coming across ACAN. So I was a, a sort of a, a later joiner to ACAN. Um, I've sort of been involved for about eight months or so, and just for me, that was the appeal um, of seeing a group of extremely positive people, extremely positive and um, very active people. Um, just producing some such amazing work and working together across <clears throat> all sorts of different all sorts of different aspects of um, of, the, you know, of the climate emergency and how that relates to the built environment and just just getting stuff done and that that appealed to me 
um and yeah and i guess here i am now so amazing and what what are your positions within acam so i've been sitting on the steering group since we formed that uh two years ago now so as an organization we we form into various different groups so they're the the ones that people may be more familiar with are the thematic groups that that work on specific subject areas around the built environment so we may have embodied carbon or existing buildings and they're basically sort of ways to structure ourselves but behind the scenes there's also lots of groups uh, running the website or the graphics teams or, or various different sort of events that need to happen so so behind the scenes we we have all of that going and um as a as a group we we found that we were all trying to do too much and dipping into different things so we divided the the work up into these these smaller groups and a set um a, th a steering group to take the strategic decisions for um like the immediate things that were coming in like do we get involved in things like future build or um how how do we plan structure ourselves and start thinking about investment and and how we sort of find able to do things in in 10 years time uh if we still need to be doing it then um so my i took the role of the movement support coordinator on the steering group and that was greasing the wheels of all those groups behind the scenes so helping to to make sure that we had uh, a website and it was paid for and we got set up on zoom and someone knows the password to the things that they need to do and running around doing all those things and then my most the most of the work that i did on that in the group was to establish us as a community benefit society so now we've set up as a community benefit society we've done all that sort of paperwork and, and organizing organizing um we've just had an agm and I've stepped back from that role and, and we've re-elected all of the roles on the steering group. And so James has just taken a role on the steering group now. So maybe James, you want to introduce what you're doing? Yeah, cool. yes, of course. Yeah. So I think um, from that, so I mean, my, the, my role now is um, a thematic groups coordinator. So that's, that's an explanation of what that, that role in, involves sort of requires just a little bit more of the structure of ACAN. So um, we've uh, split into the, the, the nine thematic groups um, and people particularly, you know, slightly different interests, again, all in around um, uh, the climate emergency um, and, and achieving net zero in the built environment. So looking at climate, climate literacy and existing buildings or um, embodied carbon. And really my role there is to help help the coordinators and, the, and and the people involved in those groups just make making sure that they're um if anyone needs particular help or make sure that there's a bit of cross-pollination helping um uh, natural materials and group talk to the existing buildings group um and um just uh, generally generally um providing assistance to hopefully keep keep the uh, acan uh, yeah. uh wheels turning so excellent yeah, and I think it's important to to explain this the the, the way that the the group for the the whole network forms into these groups and that people find their role that we're not there's very rarely a job advert to, to apply to sometimes we say we need people to do this and ask people to to sort of get involved but really 
it's mostly about people finding the role that they want to to fill and, and uh there are various different terms for it a self-organizing system or a holacracy where um essentially you write a mandate for yourself as an individual or as a group and we do that we we write these mandates and they sit on a google drive and that gives us some idea of that that sort of map of the landscape of what ACAN becomes and it's constantly evolving we try to draw diagrams of it and it's really hard but it, it, it that's where it becomes quite hard to describe what our role is because we take on so many different things and while we may have a mandate for thematic group coordination or the movement support coordination actually when something funny arises or something interesting uh peaks our our interest we can then go and do other things in that network as well so that's where i'm excited to go and move around the network and do do different things and see where i can sort of lend my experience and interests so for those people that have never heard of acan what what sort of what's the sort of core aims um as a collective Oh, these are the things I should know off by off by heart and be able to <laughs> recite quickly. So we have three core aims. They are to decarbonize now for ecological transformation, eco ecological re regeneration, and cultural transformation. And they're the two harder ones to say, but uh, essentially they underpin everything we do. And and we can apply those aims to any of the groups, and we should be working in those things. And but and the biggest one that we sort of really embody is that is that cultural transformation we're showing a new way of doing things and that's where it's so great to hear james say like there's a positive bunch of people to to walk into because we try and be uh, progressive we try and be um proactive in what we're doing so that we're not just another group that's saying no to things that we're saying no to that but yes to this like here's the alternative reality we want to be living in uh, and making those propositions to uh to to the world uh to our leaders and, and the public to, to ensure that everybody knows what that world could be like you talk about i, I skimming your website and you talk quite a lot about sort of change making and that in a real positive energy sense and that what can be achieved through collective act, um, action and activism can you give some examples of the things that ACAN have done over the last two years Oh my god uh what uh, yeah where to start again <laughs> it it blows my mind when i when i look back at the things that we've been able to do and the the sort of things that we've got started because most of these things they're just starting and and uh very very little of it is completed i i guess one of the the things that one of the early campaigns that i started to work on was uh, a response to the government's uh, future home standard plan change changes to the building regulations part l and f about energy efficiency and air tightness of, of buildings and the sort of use of energy in that in that building and and we uh with letty uh we sort of collaborated with letty and found a lot of massive holes in that legislation that, that the plans that they they were putting together and nobody was really talking about it so we we organized the campaign to try and get as many responses to that government consultation as possible and so with letty we 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 produce sort of model answers to this really horrible consultation questionnaire that made it so much easier for people to 
have their response and, and to adapt our answers and, and to change things that they thought was were more important or less important but to to provide some guidance as to what this mean, meant and give the government some feedback from the industry not just from the few uh, responses that they get so the previous consultation like this two architects responded and they had about a total of 150 responses i think numbers coming off the top of my head um in the the last so after we got involved uh, in this last consultation they had four thousand responses and they could not deal with <laughs> the number of responses and the the overwhelming majority of those were using out of the model answers and lettuce model answers to to provide the government with some real properly detailed feedback on why what they were proposing was just not good enough and seriously quite damaging potentially putting lots of people into fuel poverty um really delaying their own climate ambitions uh, and so that sort of energy was just coming from a social media campaign and, and sort of our network just getting out there and getting busy and sitting down at lunch times in the office and everyone filling out the the consultation together and it was 10 minutes of horribleness but hopefully that's changing a lot of things and now we're seeing lots coming out from that that consultation um we've got mps standing up in in parliament asking for embodied carbon regulation we've got draft bills being formed to for that that legislation we We've, we've really forced the government to look again at those building regulations and the, the time frame that they're taking and, and how to do that. Um, they conceded on two of the, the sort of thing points that we made, but is, it's a long road. Uh, and that's just one of the campaigns. Eh? We've also been involved in sort of tree strategies and, uh, <laughs> and conservation area reforms. There, there, there's, there's so many branches to what we're doing. And to be frank, I don't know the half of it. <laughs> and that's kind of a great thing. I think the, 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 the knowledge and that energy is spread out so far that people are doing things that I'm not even quite aware of. And yet, I'm still a director of the, the Community Benefit Society that's enabling that 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 thing to happen. Um, and I think that's the beauty in this sort of decentralized self-organizing system. I guess I'm fascinated by the idea of that self-organizing system um, mm. that you know that you guys are so actively a part of. It, mm. it almost feels like it was born out of a lack of a vacuum of leadership within the industry to some extent. You know, we've got bodies. We've got, we've got apparently professional bodies within the within our industry. Well, you know, it, it, is it fair to say that's where it came from? Did it come from the fact that you were just frustrated that there was nobody, there was no voice, there was nothing pushing this, or you know, what, how how did it arrive at that? And then, what would you say to that? Who was it, James? Who was to take the tricky question first? Um, I mean. I, I think we can all only speak as individuals. Uh, that's that's sort of our our way of addressing these things in in ACAN. It's like we're all individuals. We all have our own experience and can only really speak to that. Um, I personally, I was a member of the RIBA as a student because the library is awesome and there are some good benefits when you're a student. But as a professional. I saw no point in spending, what was it, 450 quid a month a year last last year? Like, 
that's madness to join a members club uh, and i'm sure there there's there, there are there's legal support and there's a small practice that's probably really really useful um but as a representation of the industry i think it's it's um i'll choose try and choose my words carefully it it's it's not representing the whole industry very well and while they've tried to modernize it i think it's a very slow system to change around and, and that is the the key concern for me and why i think uh i was more interested in joining acan than joining a committee on the riba is is because we can go out there and do what we think is most urgent and and do it quickly and nimbly and uh and, and i think we've seen a, a little bit more um immediate success with that but in that is pressuring the, the the institutions to do better and we can't do this without them they they represent so much of the the industry and they hold so much power in, in the sort of in speaking to the government and to to speaking to the industry and, and, and other professions uh, as well so we need them to to do better and and so we don't want to upset them we want to bring them on side but we want to be that sort of uh terrier nipping at their heels pushing them in in the in a in a better direction and showing them how uh, and hopefully we can do that uh, james uh, anything to add no yeah i think that's i mean sounds for that very well it's it's it's, it's very much and i think actually the, the the key bit there is and what I can I find so appealing about um, being part of ACAN is is the fact that we you know we are we are a group of individuals. You know, there's no um, you know we're not joining this on behalf of a, a practice or you know every everyone you know is 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 free to is free to express their own, own opinion. Strangely enough, most of the opinions expressed are extremely positive about how to tackle climate change, which is which is fantastic. And and then and then having said that, the the, the support um, the support provided by the by the rest of the networks of allowing those voices to be amplified. Um, I mean, I, I, I guess I guess a good a good example of how how well it works is our involvement. Um, working with martin at putting something together for future build um i mean that's i think from our point you know, some things that, I, that came together pretty quickly um but with the drive from a lot of individuals from a, a, across the uk um so all working all working together and you know f facilitated quite well i don't know i say facilitated quite well martin <laughs> do you have <laughs> it, it was, um, comments it, on that it was an experience but it was also you know it was an absolute pleasure to host you at the show and i think you know we wanted someone you know we talked about it take over the bar and you really did do a takeover as well so um drank us dry but um also brought some amazing you know content um and an experience to the show as well and i think you know, it's future build. It's what we're trying to do on Future X as well. It's about giving a platform um, to those voices that aren't always heard, um, and and to amplify the messages of others. And you've got so many good messages. You know, you displayed all all nine dramatic themes at the show. I think what amazes me, you know, for groups like like yourself or Architects Declare or even Letty, we had they on from Letty talking about their funding. You know, and 
what they'd achieved on just £10,000 worth of funding over you know, two or three years, and they were trying to raise an additional 30. You know, we think about the amount of funding that's in our professional institutions or you know, groups like the UKGBC, you imagine what you could do with, with a similar amount. So it'd be interesting to sort of touch on how you're funded you know, and, and what, what do you do with that investment? Because I was, you know, you brought an amazing display to the um, to Future Build and, and you took it all away as well. You only left a, a pint glass of waste. So that was, that was quite impressive. But I'll tell you one thing that I just want to pick up on from um, the, your comments around Future Build and the, the ACAM bar takeover was just the insane energy that you guys brought to the space. You know, I think, and that, that goes back to the point that I was making earlier around um, this, just my fascination with you being a sort of self-organizing system and society in that it's fair to say we're, we're, we're awash with activism at the moment. You know, we're, there's a lot of activists out there doing a lot of types of activism, but but you guys are a you you're a real example of positive activism, mm-hmm. and and that and that to me is quite rare. You know, there's you're a you're a really you're a really energetic, enthusiastic collective, but you're coming you're coming with answers, you're coming with solutions, and and it, it that I think that's quite unusual. You know, it's not the same as some of the other elements of activism that are going on out there. And I know that when we started our chats. Um, Sammy said something really interesting around profession, professionalizing the anarchism. Um, mm-hmm. So do you think you'll be able to hold on to that kind of, you know, that ethos, that activist ethos and, and, and what started all of this as you get more professional and, and as things become a bit more organized? Hmm. Well, we really hope so. So I've uh, found our balance sheet from last, last year. Uh, so as part of our EGM recently, I had to prepare the, the finances. Uh, we had an income of uh, £16,000 last year, all for donations. Um, that, so that was mostly people coming to our events. And while they sign up on Eventbrite, they give us a few quid here and there. Um, there were some larger donations from people who remain, will remain anonymous, but are very generous and have allowed us to do some amazing things but uh we uh we've spent all of that on on sort of the running of the network and our sort of expenses we had quite a large presence at cop which was all paid for through donations and uh we significant costs on here are zoom and uh and sort of solicitors in setting up the community benefit society and things like that but it's it's amazing what you can do on a shoestring budget and so for so our presence at future build that was entirely donations there were there were there were there was that cost us basically nothing people donated their time the materials um and everything that was used there we used it as carefully as possible to mean it could re- be reused again so uh, we would donate to so the big tables that uh, people were at future build or see pictures we had these big tables with the thematic groups posted on them and they formed sort of tables at the bar where we wanted people to gather and talk about things they were all parts of a cabin that then went and is now probably built uh, they were donated by you build and that was a fantastic asset to have we donated panels and timber by lathans that that meant that we could build displays and then 
members of the network built uh, samples of uh, typical uh, construction details using natural materials, all themselves, all at home, and then we put them in, we put them on plinths made of strocks that were donated to us, and everything was then taken away to be used again. And that's the, the brilliant thing. And, and yeah, as you said, we left a cup, a pint cup full of rubbish and that was the waste um, and everything else was taken away and used again, hopefully. Um, so I think that, again, it's sort of living by the principles you, you want to, to embody. Um, we are expanding and there will be uh, more investment in ACAN. And so, I don't know how much I, I can say more about that right now, um, but we are expecting some significant uh, announcements soon, and and that will allow us to take a much better position in lobbying the government, especially around embodied carbon. But it will also allow us to expand the network globally, and will support us in uh, setting up or, or helping to establish the networks that are already starting to blossom in uh, other parts of the world uh, so in france and america and india um portugal spain there i'm forgetting loads of them but essentially there are there are seeds of networks growing all over the world and we want to help them uh share what we've learned but also um be more be better at, at doing this and make more of a change to the things that need to be done in those areas because that's not necessarily the same as in the UK. Uh, we want to, to help uh, transfer the, the, what we've learned to help those people there. Um, I should probably stop talking about that before I give anything else away. <laughs> well, I mean, we're more than happy to have an exclusive here, Sam, on the FutureX podcast. If you, if you want to tell us who's going to be funding you and who's, who your new partner is, feel free. The, um... <laughs> not sure i can we'll we'll, we'll wait till it's publicly announced <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> um what i i guess what, what are you guys targeting next you know what's the big what, what's in your sights as a as a group james this should be yours i should, I should probably <laughs> take this one as it's going <laughs> forward i think now now yeah it's, now it's quite an exciting time um especially there's been quite a, a fair focus on the last for the last few months of um and all the hard work um done by uh, the, by the previous uh steering group um of, of, of making everything more official and bring, becoming the um uh community benefit society um and ex actually uh, expanding the steering group as well so de developing new roles re realizing that there was you know even between nine there was still there was more um <laughs> there was more work than that because it handles that that sort of growing to 10 um so now now having to, having done a really hard bit from the new steering group point of view of of sharing email passwords and how, how do we how do we operate zoom accounts um we can actually move move on to the, the more, more interesting side of things and getting the network going um and, and, continue, and continuing the work that's all you know, that's already been um put put together um, so I guess the big, yeah, the big test is, you know, how how do we pick that up and take that forward? Um, so I think everyone um, is very like it's, it's very excited about that. Having had a meeting last week, meeting last week, um, and we've got 
I guess say things things haven't stopped. There's been in in the last over the last few weeks, there's events of the left, right, and centre. There's um, a lot of um, a lot of events um, currently about uh, retrofit, and that's run by groups and the ACAD in Northern Ireland. Um, there's one by the Natural Materials Group. Um, there's there's one coming up with, um, from the existing buildings group. Um, which is all quite yeah that's all quite exciting and that's um we're looking at putting more more of a um a lot um you know a, a long-term strategy and planning around those could be great to tie more of those together um and that's bringing you know, it's bringing lots, lots of people from different parts of the industry together um so it's facilitating that and all um, of that information's on the web in terms that of that can be uh, yeah it should all, all be um I'm found on our website, so um, which I should know that should come off the top Architect, of my head. Architectscan.org. Yeah, there we go. Um, so and what about that, the uh, what what about this festival of retrofit that you mentioned, James? Yes, so that's quite exciting, and that's so, that's so fresh. All we all we have is um, is the dates of that at the moment. Which again, I should have, should have at my fingertips, but I believe well, here's, a, here's a great exclusive. Let's let, let's have the dates of this festival of retrofit <laughs> that's going to be run by you guys. Let's have a look. Well, I think we're, well that we're we're involved in. I'd say I don't think yeah, I can't. No, I'm not <laughs> taking the credit for the, the the running of. We're definitely involved in. So it's going to be in Birmingham, and um, on the 14th and the 16th of July, um, and that's going to be that's uh, it's run um, with the Civic Square in Birmingham. Um, as Dark Matter Labs and other collaborators, so that's ACAN. We're going to um, sort of see where we can assist with that, and that'll be really exciting to be involved in. Um, so that's that's super fresh. And like I say, all I know is that the dates so far, um, meetings and more to come on that. Um, so that yeah, that should be. Uh, well, it's one to watch. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We'll also be at the London Festival of Architecture on the 11th of June with. Uh, been, we've been invited by the UVW Source, the Architects Union, to speak there and to to put up the the exhibition panels that were at Future Build. So they're they're travelling around. They've been at Glasgow. They've <laughs> been at Central St Martins. They're at Future Build. Now they're there. Uh, but we'll also be mingling there. So uh, if anyone wants to get involved, that's that's a good place to sort of come and talk to us. And how about regional uh, representation? Sam, you know, is uh, do you guys manage to get out to the regions much, or is the is is the opportunity wide open there for for people to engage in and help with that? Yeah, so the regions makes it sound like these places are very far away. Um, uh, myself, considering I moved down to Bristol, I, I, I that that is no uh, impact in me being involved with ACAN. So the pandemic was. Uh, interesting in many ways but the it came at a really interesting point for us because we just started with we were having large meetings in london offices and people were asking us when are you coming out to the the regions uh, and um and we discovered that the maximum meeting capacity of any architect's office is about 100. So we were really struggling with capacity and where was an appropriate place to meet for nothing as well. Um, and then we needed to go online. 
So we tried this new thing called Zoom and our first meeting had 250 participants and I was there with two laptops sweating and thinking I was a TV producer for a little while trying to make this work. Um, but now I we host meetings of a thousand people uh, and don't really sweat about it. And But meetings aren't always that big, but that technology, that capacity has meant that our steering group is now distributed across the UK. We've got two members up in, in Glasgow. Uh, we've got members all around the UK. So we've gone, we've then tried to think like, how can we do things in real life again? And it's now really difficult because we're all over the place. Um, one of our steering group members was in Australia for three months and we were still having our steering group meetings every two weeks. And, and that, that, that is the same through most of the the thematic the the working groups that we're all distributed and that's a good thing now so it allows people to work on their own time in their own environment where it's possible and i i think it's great to meet in person and we will try and be at as many events as possible um and maybe encourage sort of regional groups to to form and meet up locally on on those sort of local more local issues um but it that wherever you are it should be no impedance to you coming along taking part and being a very active participant in the network um and 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 even if you can't get to the events in time we've got a fantastic team that that record the the videos record videos of our uh, open meetings and put them on online so our youtube channel has hundreds of hours now of content there to be viewed and to to be digested to take part in and so if you miss the meeting you can always go back to youtube and see some incredible speakers and some of that sort of energy and hopefully it's infectious enough that you want to come along and take part in one of those meetings because that that's what we really want to um, get across in, in sort of speaking to new people is that actually the meetings are quite fun like we're all bored of online seminars and and workshops and things like that where you just sit there and watch your screen but our everything we do is much more participatory and and you can get involved in in even the meetings where we have uh sort of guest speakers we'll have breakout sessions you can you can ha have a chance to meet people uh, and and help form what we're doing uh, so we want to have fun. We want to like make this a participation thing. That, that's why the bar was such a great place to be at Future Build, because we could get people talking around tables. We could sort of show them straw bales and, and uh, mud and lime and the things that we build from and, and, and get people excited. And that's what we want people to walk away or, or to, to, to take from the network is, is the, and, loads of new connections and an enthusiasm for doing something better and you guys i'm assuming and i'm looking to modern for this one i'm assuming there's some fantastic plans in the works for future build 2023 our next stage absolutely i think i think we will get you a pa system next time i just had this vision sam of you standing on three or four hay bales shouting because you brought such a huge crowd to the show so i, I will commit to whatever you end up doing i will supply you a pa system this year Fantastic. <laughs> so guys we uh we, we we usually sort of wrap up um our sessions and our chats with everybody just asking you to sort of tell us a little bit about your version of 
you know, what do you want to see from the future? What do you want from the future in terms of the future for the planet, but the future for the sector as well? So, you know, James, I don't know whether you want to dive in and give us give us your view of that first. You know, just oh, that's a, that's, that's that's a big ask, isn't it? Oh, it's um, always it's always a big ask, mate. <laughs> yeah, right. What's what's going to happen in the future? I mean, so what would I like from the future? I mean, it. it I think that's the frustrating thing for me is in the, in the industry it's obvious you know what you should what we should want and it's not particularly onerous I think and there's a lot of professionals know how to get there as well but that, that's that's the achievement achieving net zero and looking at quick quickly and efficiently reducing our you know, the carbon footprint as um as a country and and just getting on with it just getting on with the job then we can just focus on doing other fun things like you know, playing all the amazing green spaces that we've designed, for example. So that would be nice. Yeah. And Sam, what about you, mate? Yeah. I, I always struggle with sort of net zero and sustainability because that, that just means nothing and it means doing little impact. What I really want to work in is a sector that's doing something good, that's making a positive impact on the world, that's restoring the environment, that's sort of sequestering carbon, capturing carbon in our buildings, that is uh, providing good homes and good play spaces, workspaces that that enrich people's lives. And and I know it's like a they're big like <laughs> fuzzy words, and, and um, they're things that we've we've been saying for years about like making better places, but I mean truly better places that 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 uh, house the homeless, that um, provide food for the, the hungry, and and there are there are ways that we're doing it. None of that technology is beyond us. We just need to change the way that we do things to to get it there, to get it to where we need it to be. Um, and sort of show the general public what those solutions are and, and have people talk as confidently about their home energy use as they would how to make a good cup of tea. Like there, there's so much knowledge that we hold in the industry that we kind of just about like get to, together, but the general population really needs some help in, in sort of understanding what is an efficient way to use their building and what's an effective use of, of our land and our, our materials. Excellent, guys. You've left us with a lot to think about there in terms of everything that's going on. And and, and, and how how would people get in touch and join ACAN and, and, and find you guys? Uh, well, we're at Architects Can on all the social media platforms, uh, probably most active on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and again, the website is www. Architectscan.org, um, and there's a mailing list there. So you join the mailing list. We don't spam you, so we're quite careful with how considered and how, how often we send out a mail out. But once a month or so, there'll be an update on what's going on, and then come to events like that. That mail out will have events on it on the on the website. There's an events page, um, the, and on Instagram will will let you know. And so come along and just get involved and. And that's the best way. We always run a pub session after most of the events. And that's where, like, hang on, hold, come to the pub and, and have a chat with us about what you're interested in. And that's where we can help find you sort of the group to work in. If you've got particular skills, like, they're all useful. So we'll find a way to use them um, or particular interests or things that you want to work on. If there's not a group for it, 
you can start that group and that's that's the sort of message i want to give people that it's all about just empowering yourself you have more agency than you've been told so let's let's take hold of it amazing that's such a good note to end on and thanks again for your time james and sam thank you both thanks for having us yeah thanks very much for having us and really look forward to um uh next year's future build where i think Acan get to take over the whole is it the whole event was it i think think martin yeah, meant, yeah. may mention yeah yeah <laughs> Acan least, live. Powered at least the stage right yeah <laughs> that was such a brilliant chat with um sam and james you know i think those guys are just indicative of the kind of people that are rocking about architects climate action network you know they're really chilled there's a really nice vibe to to what the network's about and i think it was a good introduction for our listeners to to just how to get involved and and, and the kind of feeling that the group has in terms of being involved with them and i totally wholeheartedly support um i'll definitely be there getting along to the festival of retrofit and uh, and coming down and seeing them uh, next year at future build 23 absolutely and I, and I think you know one thing that they maybe didn't touch on but is it's not just for architects, even given the name, you know, they are a group of wholeheartedly full built environment professionals. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, that's great, but you know, I'm, I'm a QS or I'm, you know, a contractor. Well, they still want you involved. You don't have to be an architect. Sam was, Sam was pretty adamant that it absolutely isn't just for architects. And, and actually it's way stronger. If you, if you, if you're into it and you believe in the cause, just get involved. Absolutely. And if you enjoyed this podcast, look back you know we've got nine or ten now as well so take a listen of those subscribe and share join our community to stay up to date with all things futurex visit futurebuild.co.uk to sign up please also like them and share them to help grow our community you can subscribe to the podcasts within your favorite podcast platform thanks so much for listening and we hope you'll be back again soon